uh, late afternoon, Tuesday, July 5th. Wasn't planning on doing a podcast today, but it kind of feels like with everything going on, populating the feed and talking about this is a smart thing to do. So no, no Bloom. Bloom's still, still celebrating the 4th of July. Bloom's been selling the celebrating the 4th of July for like six days. He just really, really, really loves America. Um, I, I, I actually was supposed to be going. Like, I, I had this whole like week thing planned, but I'm, I'm here now because it just there's just too much going on, and that's cool. He, one of these situations here, and where you, where you just turn on the microphone and go. I don't have anything planned, but I'm going to kind of go through what has been today. catching everybody up as far as the realignment stuff goes. For those of you who don't just sit on Twitter all day or hanging out on the Cyclone Fanatic premium forum or the Patreon page. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Because there's a lot of moving parts. As always is the case with this, be careful where you get your information. There's a lot of bad... I... I'm kind of like nuts about this stuff, right? Like, so this is my, this is kind of my wheelhouse. And I don't know how I began so interested to get, I actually do know why I began to be so interested in this. Um, When I had just moved up here, we had just started trying to turn Cyclone Fanatic into a real company as opposed to just, just being a message board like it was in its previous life. And right when that happened was 2010 and the missile crisis hit. And all hell broke loose, and it was really a trying time. And I got super interested in in the politics and whatever. So I was joking on Twitter today that I've kind of been training for this moment for like 18 years uh, (laughs) since I started my career. But here we are today. So what do we actually know right now? That is that USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. That's the only thing that is like for real. We do believe that the Big 12, and there is a report today from CBS and Dennis Dodd, that the Big 12 is in, quote, deep discussions with the Arizona schools, Utah, and Colorado. Again, I'm going to try and update you guys on on all this stuff that we know, um, and then I'm going to give you some opinions. And I'm going to kind of roll through my Twitter feed because I've been firing off Twitter uh, tweets all day on this at Chris M. Williams. I'll just give you a little more context as to what I said on there. The the real there's a couple of holdups right now that I think will change everything. Um, one of them is Notre Dame, and I'll give you a quick hit on that right now. Like I don't think that Notre Dame has any reason to join the Big Ten right now other than a purely financial decision where we will make more money in the Big Ten than we will make elsewhere. If it is purely financial for Notre Dame, they'll be in the Big Ten. But when has it ever been purely financial for Notre Dame? They would have always made more money, not always, probably not back in the day when their thing with NBC started and things were just getting ramped up, but certainly in the last decade. Notre Dame has always given up financial um, gain for its independence. 
And I just don't see why that will change now. And I have a lot of people being like, well, you know, two super conferences. Yeah, I was told for 15 years that we were going to end up with four 16-team conferences. And that's not going to happen. Are there going to be two really big conferences that are financially ahead of everybody else, the Big Ten and the SEC? Absolutely. Will Notre Dame ever be left out of the conversation and not have access to a national championship? Absolutely not. That's a bunch of garbage. Notre Dame will always have a spot. So much so that I think the Big Ten very realistically right now could be sitting out, expanding more because... It's waiting around on Notre Dame. I, I don't think Notre Dame's going to join a conference. I, <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't know why they would now. They don't have to yet. They're going to have access to the playoff. They're going to have plenty of money. I actually think it waters them down to join a conference. And I'm not even like this big Golden Domer Notre Dame guy. I don't, I don't see why at this hour they would do it. Um, so I think we're waiting on them, which leads us to Oregon and Washington. And this is all kind of fascinating because the thought is if Notre Dame would join the big 10, then they would ask to be paired with Stanford, one of their rivals, highly, uh, academic institution, all of that stuff. I thought when I woke up today that there was something like a 75 percent chance or more that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah would be added to the Big 12 in the next week or two. I did not think that Oregon and Washington would be in play. I do today. Because what do you do right now if you're Oregon and Washington? The Big Ten has told you no, and we, we don't know that. We're speculating. But if the Big Ten has told you no, do you want to stick around in a, in a lame duck Pac-12 or go and join up with this new fun league where you're going to have a equal, you know, a really nice seat at the table? You could be big dogs in that league if you're Oregon and Washington. It'll be financially better for them. Now, I would ask if I'm protecting the Big 12, well, they have to, what's the grant of rights situation? And we don't we don't know that yet for this new league, so we'll have to. We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, But I I think that this whole thing is really, really setting up well for the future of the Big 12 Conference. I think that uh, I know that the ACC is scrambling right now. Talked about this with Bloom on our podcast on Thursday. Don't look past the fact that the ACC and the SEC are both, all of their media rights are in one camp, and that is with ESPN. This is all driven by Fox and ESPN right now, all of this. So what does if, you know, the SEC, which now feels the need to keep up with the Big Ten, and I promise you, I promise you, if the Big Ten ends up signing like a $1.5 billion television package, which I think it will, you think the egos in the SEC are just going to sit back and be second fiddle? Uh-uh. <laughs> no chance. And that's when this gets fascinating. Right now, we're just at the beginning. That's where this gets fascinating because, 
you know, if you're if you're Clemson, if you're Florida State, those really football heavy schools in the ACC, Miami, you're obviously looking to join the SEC, and they're obviously going to be looking to add you. But there's a lot of nice properties, and I'm just that sounds really insensitive. That's what they are here. They're they're commodities for these leagues to make money. You got NC State floating around, Virginia Tech. North Carolina. You got a lot of really nice pieces out there that you could potentially, you know, pick up if you're the Big 12. And the Big 10, too. You know, they'll be looking around for some traveling partners with Maryland and Rutgers and all that. But I'm saying, like, this is setting up in my mind. You'll have the Power 2 and the Big 12. And then everybody else below that. I don't think, again, I can't stress this enough to you guys. It's like the I'm banging on a drum here. You, you can't look at this as, oh, we're trying to be equal because that's not going to happen. If that's how you look at it, you will be disappointed. But if you would have told me 11 months ago that after all is said and done, it'll be the Big 12 Conference not only surviving but thriving as the third biggest, most powerful conference in the country, with the Pac-12 and the ACC probably not existing, and if they do, it's not going to be in any shape and form like they have in the past. Like that's a really good scenario for the Big 12. Now, don't don't get me wrong; this all sucks. Nothing good about any of this, <laughs> other than there's like coach like agents out there like fired up today. Yeah, we can get more. Ridiculous buyouts for our coaches. We can fire coaches more. Right? Like, the, who benefits from this? It's not the fans. You know, if you're a Pac-12 or if you're a USC fan today, oh, great. We're going to the Big Ten. Our school's going to make $125 million a year. Okay, but you, you, you can't travel anymore. No, Literally, unless you're going to drive to Iowa City. Right? Gonna be flying everywhere. No, you get that. That's over. What are they gonna? Are you? Are are we gonna decrease ticket prices? Right? Like, is is are these media companies gonna make it better for fans now? Because the players aren't getting paid. Yet we still have to form all these collectives where the fans have to pay them. Ridiculous. Right? Like this all sucks. Like there's nothing good about this. I I think about it with Iowa State. Like if the Pac-12 editions come over. Like, what pod is Iowa State going to get stuck in? Because I sure as hell don't want our new rivals or whatever to be Washington, like, right? Like, I no, keep. I want the Big Eight schools. But there, I mean, there's just so many moving parts to this, and the fans don't benefit from anything. I would argue the only thing the fans benefit from is these new television packages, which allow us to watch every game all the time. Where most of you Iowa State fans listening, you remember a time where it's like, oh, well, we're at we're in Manhattan and the, the game didn't get picked up for TV, so we got to listen to John and Eric and Ben. And those days sucked, right? Like, because it just, you just never knew, like, if your team is going to be on TV. And that that's not the case anymore. But that doesn't mean, like, this is bad for college athletics. We, we cannot lose fact. Like, oh, it's exciting. All this talk's exciting. But it still sucks. But at the end of the day, you know, th- this is a deal where at least you're not getting 
this could be a lot worse for Iowa State. You know, you look at, like, if you're a fan of Washington and Oregon State right now, now I know there's legislatures that are trying to keep them with their um, other institutions in the state, but I just I don't think that that will probably hold, right? Like, we hear about that all the time. A um, couple other things to point out. Just a quick, uh, I just touched on this, but do you remember during the first few rounds of realignment and we were all told the four 16-team super conferences? My point, though, the only reason I'm not throwing shade, it is kind of shade at my colleagues in the media, couldn't have been more wrong. And that's why you just got to like, kind of tap the brakes on all this stuff when it's like, oh, well, this is where it's going to. In 2036, nobody knows. Nobody in 2010 was projecting COVID to hit and streaming numbers to go through the roof. You know, like that that pushed our country 10 years forward in a digital age. Nobody can see that coming. And we have no idea what's going to happen in the next 10 years. So just... Just chill. The one thing I, I I do think that I'd like to point out here with these contracts is there's still not enough national writers giving serious credence to the streaming companies, specifically Apple and Amazon. I think those are the two that will really be making an impact in college football. I now I don't think I, I don't believe they're going to go out and be buying like T1 and T2 stuff. T2 in some capacity, I think, potentially with the Big 12. But, like, the reason Apple or the reason the Big Ten's going to be able to garner so much here is, one, they have a lot of nice properties, but, two, it's because they're splitting up their media rights. This is how the NFL does it. And I, I just think it's really fast because that, like, what will Apple pay for one Friday night game, Big Ten game per week? Or, right, like, and that's where the real money is coming in on a lot of these packages. And this is where it gets really good for the Big 12, I think. You've got CBS and NBC out there who, by all means, cannot afford to be serious players with the Big 10 and the SEC. But they might with the Big 12. And they they don't want to get out of college athletics, specifically CBS, with the Big 12 and its basketball, right? There's a lot of opportunity there. And that, that, that goes for Amazon as well, specifically. From what I understand, Amazon is being very aggressive. They want more sports rights, more sports rights, more sports rights. The Big 12 and the Pac-12 schools are enticing to a company like that because they have production teams on campus already via the Pac-12 network days and the fact that the Big 12 has created, these schools have created their own content since 2010, a.k.a. Cyclones.tv. So when you watch an ESPN Plus game, it's on ESPN Plus, it's the Cyclones.tv production people in Ames who are doing that behind the scenes. So ESPN's not flying... 10 cameras, right? Like, do you understand that? And so, like, I I think a very real scenario here is that ESPN, Fox, CBS, and Amazon all have a piece of the Big 12's next pie, where you start splitting it up that way. 
And that, my friend, is where you start making some money. I think that there's a lot of opportunity here for the league. I'm excited about that, but I don't want to lose track that this really sucks. This isn't good for anybody in my mind other than a handful of people who will see this money, mainly coaches and administrators, more so coaches. The administrators really don't get paid that much. There's going to be a lot of commissioners out there who are going to get bonuses based off of all this. But at this point, I I mean, my projection, just a projection, is that the Big 12 adds at least those four schools. I think it'll be rather soon. And I think that if you can get Oregon and Washington because they're not willing, like, what are they going to do? Is my here, Here's my thing. Like, if the Big Ten doesn't want them now because it's waiting on Notre Dame, then what, like, are you just going to stay in this, like, are you going to go independent? Are you going to go in this bad big Pac-12? The Big 12's their best option. And then again, you've, you've got to ask yourself, well, we've got TV rights coming up on our own. Like, what is our grant of rights like? The one thing I though that I really like what it looks like the Big 12's doing here that I will give these guys credit for is that fit still matters there. And I don't want I, I really don't think like Cal and Stanford would be good fits in the Big Twelve. I it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I think that those schools would constantly be looking down at the Big Twelve. You know, the California elitist thing. I, I just I don't think it would work. Imagine Texas Tech and Stanford in the same room. Right? Like, I mean BYU and Cal. You know, it it just I don't think it I don't think it's gonna work. And it feels like the Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah would just fit right in. I I think it the one thing I think the Big Twelve has going for it here as far as the functionality going forward is they've all been spurred, right? They all know they're not wanted elsewhere, so let's make the best of the current situation that we have. And that is where I will leave you tonight again uh, not too much here but it is a uh, just a little bit of a recap of today i think the next couple weeks are going to be nuts i'm in dallas next week for big 12 media days that's going to be nuts let's get after it english taking you away on a tuesday and if obviously if anything breaks we'll be back on here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Sure.